0: One of the most profound and important and powerful experiences of grace that we can have is to catch a glimpse of the world through another person's eyes. Even with people we love the most, the people who make up our most intimate relationships, we can never actually know what it's like to be another person. We catch it in glimpses. We never know exactly what it's like to feel exactly as another person feels, see exactly what another person sees, think how another person thinks. But we all have the experience of entering into the heart space of another person, feeling a glimpse of someone's pain or joy or an overwhelming oneness and bond with another in their hurt or in their celebration. When we open ourselves up to trying to see the world through another person's eyes, it can really only happen when we hear their story. Not the story we make up about them in our head, but the story they actually tell from their experience as they see and as they think and as they feel. And we hear their story when we're silent and we listen without responding to their story of who they are, but taking them in as they are and letting them be. UU minister and author Robert Fulgham wrote in one of his essays, The lives lives your children lead and the lives you think they lead are two different things. So, Robert, Ellie, Catherine, Tyler, as you move onward with your journey toward becoming men and women, remember that your parents and other people may think they know about the life you're leading, and it'll always be a little incorrect, and that's okay. And parents, not only of our coming-of-age folks, but all parents, remember that What you see and experience of your children is close, but not exactly to what they're living and experiencing. So do the best you can at hearing each other's stories. If we can practice this with each other, it helps create the world we dream about in very profound ways. For if we practice this with one another it helps us better be prepared to hear the stories of others and see the world through their eyes. Others with whom we don't have as close a relationship. Others who may be very, very different from us. Benjamin Hart, in a recent online essay, writes about the current political climate, and he writes in the form of an open letter to his children and tells them that one day they will have to come to terms with the realization that they are privileged children. As are our children, that they are safe and loved and protected. And in a very real sense, people will listen to their story most of the time. He then tells them that as they grow older, they will realize this privilege is a very hard thing to come to terms with. And they may even reject the idea that they have such privilege. He says, privilege can make you stop hearing people's names and caring about their story. Privilege can make you afraid, afraid that people will take what is yours or what you feel should be yours. And children, he writes, you can let your privilege make you afraid, or you can let your privilege make your world bigger. You can use it to make this place you are living and growing up in better by hearing as many different stories as you can and remembering as many names as you can. Without hearing and seeing the other and hearing and seeing the world through the other's eyes, we really don't have any concept of what it's like to be any of the things we are not. Poor, sick, young, old, gay, straight, cis, trans, black, white, Latino, Arab, Muslim, male, female, liberal, conservative. We only really begin to understand when we allow ourselves to try to see, hear, and experience the world through those other eyes. The task of your coming years, Robert and Ellie and Catherine and Tyler, will be one for our society to try doing better at creating a place where one set of eyes and experiences and stories is not so overprivileged as another. Our reading this morning is a paraphrase from a Buddhist text from the Kalama Sutta. And I want to read you the actual original text because I I think it gets at a little more clearly what the intent of that passage is. He says, Kalamas don't go by reports or legends or traditions or scripture or logical conjecture by inference or analogies, by agreement through pondering views, by probability or by thought. This contemplative is our teacher. When you know that for yourselves, these qualities are skillful, these things are blameless, these things are useful, they are praised by the wise, and when adopted and carried out lead to welfare and to happiness, then you should enter into them and remain in them. What what the readings are really trying to get at is Your own experience is what really counts. You learn the truth of things through your experience. And it's part reason and intellect and part heart and spirit. And if your truth comes to you through your experience, you have to let the other, however different from you they may be, claim that truth which is from their experience. So I urge you to balance heart and head, spirit and intellect, And rely on your experience and open yourselves up as much as possible to truly hearing and seeing the experiences of others and let them be as real and valuable as yours.